Sunday dinner. The weekly sparkly burlesque podcast about three black showgirls living, loving, and training in San Diego from an unapologetically black femme perspective. I am Butter Love, California's chocolate butter babe. I am Sepia Jewel, the seductress of slay. And I am Twilicia Divine, the black gold goddess. Thank you all so much for accepting our invitation to dine and dish with us. Now, grab a plate and have a seat at the table because you're about to get served. There's no force more powerful than a woman determined to rise. Dorothy Dandridge. Welcome to episode three. We're going to be talking about showgirl sanity this episode. Mm-hmm. Very relatable, right? Yes, <laughs> it is. But before we get into it, we're going to do our sparkle and shine. Our sparkle and shine is basically uh, what our inspiration or who's been our inspiration this week or whatever we want to share. And I'll start off with me. I am my sparkle and shine this week so I just have to give yourself credit for the hard work that you've done absolutely and is looking over this year I give myself some props for how I've done <laughs> with the shows mm-hmm. whether I believe I did a good or okay job I'm just glad that I fucking did it <laughs> yes especially these last two shows that I had to do I was stressing myself out however I'm very proud you know when I see the photos and the videos I'm proud of you know what I did and I hate that I stress myself out like okay it was worth the stress just a little bit that's my sparkle and shine it's me but I love I'm my sparkle and shine yes yes (laughs) kill it uh this is for Alicia Divine and my sparkle and shine this week goes out to a fellow burlesque performer named Sydney Devereaux yes Ooh, girl. <laughs> the golden glamazon is her tagline. Yes. And yes, she is. Okay? That hair, that body, her. Right. She is just phenomenal. Listen, go to her Instagram, please. It's Golden Glamazon. Also, she has a Patreon page, patreon.com slash golden glamazon. She is fantastic. She's a New York burlesque performer, so she dances. It's all of the fancy burlesque places is where you will find Miss Sydney. She is amazing. Follow her. She is so inspirational to me because she is this beautiful black femme. She's tall. Her body is just amazing, and she is so unapologetically yes. fierce and sexy, but charming. And she's a super talented photographer. A lot of the pictures mm. that you see featured on her Instagram are pictures that she took of herself. So for me, that kind of skill, like I can barely take a selfie. <laughs> so right. I'm like, girl, I know how you're doing that, but <laughs> it looks amazing. And I just, I really stand out for her. So that's my sparkling shine. Yay! Yay. <laughs> this is Sepia. We wouldn't be here without... This sparkle and shine. No. Twilicia Divine. She's over here blushing. And she's and hiding blushing. herself. She's hiding herself with her shirt. She didn't know I was going to do this. This oh my God. podcast was her idea. Yes. And let me tell you about this girl. She goes to school full time, has a life, goes to class, an A student. She's taking marine biology, okay? You know, I'm she learned how. You're blushing so hard. She learned how to do it. She's blushing so hard she looks like a tomato. (laughs) (laughs) She learned how to program the podcast, wrote 
the scripts everything. and stuff did everything for our podcast yeah. you know in between that full <laughs> load of studying and doing all these tests just having a life a and normal slang life on a stage. and, and slaying <laughs> exactly she's in burlesque brunch oh she's god. in fuck me burlesque oh she's god. in you know all this other stuff so, so my hot. sparkling my so play hot. goes to the hot face Ooh, hot yes. body yes. <laughs> divine yay oh my god okay thank you <laughs> I'm like dying my shirt is stretched out because I have my whole big ass head inside of it um, <laughs> thank you but honestly I wouldn't be able to do all of this without you all I'm obsessed with podcasts and knew that I would like to do one so having you guys in my life was the inspiration for me to be able to do this podcast because me by myself I can't do no burlesque podcast I'm new <laughs> I just got here so mm. you know I need your expertise and your your experience not just for this but just guiding me in general through this whole burlesque world so mm. I'm just super thankful to have both of you with me on this journey and I just thank you yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome yes <laughs> So there's a story behind my Slayspiration, and it ties into our showgirl sanity. Sometimes, you know, when I'm suffering from depression, it makes me like totally antisocial. I don't want to communicate with anybody. I ignore texts, Facebook messages, etc. I just shut down. I don't want to talk to anyone because then they'll know what I'm feeling or they'll question me on what I'm feeling and I just don't know how I'm going to respond. I've been practicing some ways to communicate when I'm feeling all that. When someone texts me in the morning, if I'm feeling depressed, I'll just text morning. What I started doing is making sure I text good morning. So the slayspiration affirmation for the day is I slay my greeting no matter how I feel. Hmm. I think that's a great strategy. It, it makes me feel a little better when I put the good, good in front of mm, the morning. Tina will tell you, she'll ask me, well, Sepia, how are you doing? Okay. <laughs> she's like, it's a running joke. She's like, you always say okay. And I've been thinking about it. I'm like, okay, well, I need to choose a different word yeah. so that I'm not just okay and speak it into existence. Yeah. So It's tough, though. Mm -hmm. Because when you say I'm doing okay because I know what's going on in your life, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I just giggly. Like, yeah. okay. It's like so <laughs> soft. Like, yeah. I'm okay. I'm just okay. I totally understand because we all have those days we just feel yes. okay. Yes. But speaking to our lives, yes. Yep. That's definitely so, a good exercise. Slay your greetings, people. <laughs> now we're going to roll into our burly business of the week. And this week I uh, chose to highlight someone that all three of us know very intimately well because she's the one who has made the sparkly coverings for our nipples. Mm -hmm. Miss Josie Bunny. Yay! <laughs> Josie Bunny! <laughs> uh, Bunny Basket. She makes the most fantastic pasties. She can make any pasty you want. She uses the good rhinestones, y'all, okay? Mm. So they're gonna be sparkly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She made my first set of pasties for my solo, and they are beautiful black and gold, like, drip paint marks. I came to her with an idea, and she brought my idea to life. I didn't really give her a lot of specifics. I said, I'm doing soft and wet by Prince. 
I want like this drip mark effect. A couple days later, she sent me a mock-up of what they would mm. look like and it was perfect. Her tagline is, is that she's the campy cottontail with curves, curls, and baby blues. She's the director, editor, producer of Bunny Butt Productions, which features a film series, the Nudie Cutie series. Yes! Which Sepia has participated and yes. Topless Topics, which I have done. Yes, and, oh, and you've yes. done. Yes. Yes. So Sepia's done that as well. And then she also does a Moon Rabbit film series. Uh, so she's a performance artist, a photographer, a nude rights activist, pasty designer extraordinaire, and an astral traveler. She's a super amazing human being, and we all love her very much. Yes. She's made pasties for all of us. We love you and just wanted to highlight you. Her Etsy shop is www.etsy.com slash shop slash bunny basket. And that's B-U-N-N-I-E. B-A-S-K-E-T. So go check her out. She does custom work. So if you mm -hmm. need something, you can always yes. contact her. When I tell you she can make anything. She made my disco balls. <laughs> Sepia has pasties that look like mirror disco balls, y'all. So and look her up. if you have huge ass areolas like me, <laughs> she can make it work too. If you go to my Instagram, you'll see the pasties that I like to wear, which are heart-shaped and I love it. They're nice and flexible and sparkly. And light. Light, yes, yes. Super which is very important. And durable. Yes. And good quality. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much, Josie. We love you. Love you. Okay, so we're going to go into our sepia soul selection. I'm going to talk about when you are backstage getting ready to put your costume on and you see you have a hole. What every showgirl should have in their little emergency bag is invisible thread. Hmm. I always carry invisible thread because you never know. You may not have the right color. Say you need to sew your shoe and it's silver, you're not gonna just carry around silver thread or it's nude. The invisible thread will do it and I use invisible thread and I use a, a curved quilter's needle. Sometimes when you have your needle and you're trying to go straight and you want to curve, it doesn't work. Curved needles come in several sizes. I live by the invisible thread. Um, Who has room in their bag, too, for like mm -hmm. 30 colors of thread? That's the mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, yeah, but make sure you have a needle threader because yeah. it's dark back there. You can't see, but you should always have invisible thread in your emergency bag for whatever mishap that happens. So uh, now is the time when we would read emails from our dinner guests. Um, but unfortunately, our glitter box was a little bare this week, and it made me very sad-faced. Mm. So please send us your questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, critique, hate mail, whatever. Oh, shit. We don't care. You can hate, and I will stop this train. <laughs> We love sharing, you know, our platform with our dinner guests, and we want to highlight and feature as many of you as possible. So please send us emails and talk with us because we love you. We don't care what you email us about either. No topic is too taboo. We're willing to listen to whatever you guys have to say. So please send us emails. We really, really would love to communicate more with, with you all. Our Adesias facts for this episode is Baby Scruggs. 
sensational and sextational. The daughter of a blues singer, Irene Scruggs, a.k.a. Chocolate Brown, Dixie Nolan, Baby was considered a shake dancer who would twirl tassels on her breast while she danced. Featured in the Faux Bourget show, Paris to Piccadilly, which is really where she became famous, mainly in Europe. Baby and her mother also had a mother-daughter act. These generally didn't work out too well as promoters tended to pay for the act, not per person. Baby was the first person to have her breasts insured by Lloyds of London. Whoa. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. So we just want to give a shout out to... Baby Scruggs for leading the way for us. Yes. yes. Thank you. Yes. Just historical mm-hmm. tassel twirling. That's what we're yes. all about. Yes. <laughs> I love a good tassel twirl. Know. This babe is someone who's actually a lovely friend and mentor of mine. I've reached out <laughs> to her before and she helped a sister out with some choreography that I was struggling on. Thy Lovely, who has a PhD in Slayology, is an award-winning international showgirl, dance instructor, and business owner. She's San Diego's homegrown burlesque starlet, who's also known as the weapon of mass seduction. She has taught various dance classes, such as her very popular twerk shop and slay cabaret workshops. Have y'all taken those She's also the creator and owner of an accessory and clothing line, Traveling Showgirl. Di Lovely definitely lives up to her company's name, Traveling Showgirl, where this burlesque babe has performed and snatched titles in the U.S. and performed internationally. 2017 has definitely been a good year for her because I personally witnessed her slay the stage and snatch another title and won Miss Tiki Oasis. I love it so much. Like she, she was meant for it. Mm, yes, yes. Like absolutely. she's Tiki Oasis personified. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. ask me. Yeah. So if you want to see and learn more about this burlesque babe, definitely check her out at Miss dielovely.com and that's dielovely d as in dog i lovely.com and you can also find her on instagram i love you girl shout out to you yes, yes. you have a phd from us in slayology yes, yes you Keep do killing it <laughs> i love her yes. me too she has been and she's so fucking humble yes. yes she is and just so sweet and so willing mm-hmm. to help she let me dance with her and her Slay Cabaret performance that they did for North yeah. Park Arts Festival. Yeah. She didn't know me like that. I had taken a couple <laughs> of classes of hers. And she's like, do you want to dance with us? And I was like, me? Do dance I? Dance with you? Because, you know, I had already pre-stalked her. Um, <laughs> yes. As we all have. Right. So I was just like, oh my God, this girl is so fierce and she's asking me to dance with her? Yes. Mm. She cares so much about the San Diego burlesque community. And you're right. She is so humble and Mm -hmm. giving and wanting everyone to see her her community Mm -hmm. because she will shock you. Like (laughs) on a post that I had, she was congratulating me. But then she's like, oh, well, book her. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Die lovely. She definitely has influence. 
I'll say that. If you get the Die Lovely stamp of approval, mm-hmm. that's, that's major. She's a real one. Yes, she, yes, is. she is. Very supportive, super loyal to her San Diego burlesque community. We love you. We love Yay. you, guys. This week, oh, you thought. This isn't really a read. It's just something that needs to be said. Be careful of trying to block other people's blessings because you'll only stand in your own way. Be mindful of trying to steal somebody else's shine because you're going to find yourself in the dark. It's just the way the universe works. What you put out is what you get back. So be careful. Don't put yourself in a bad situation trying to get in somebody else's way. You can't take away something from someone that belongs to them. If somebody's meant to have something, you might block one thing, but something else greater will come their way. It's just the way the universe is set up. And when you are out here genuinely trying to do your best, genuinely trying to put love out into the universe, nothing is going to be able to stop that stride. Mm -hmm. So just be mindful of the way you operate, the way you move and the way you work in the world because what will come back is a reflection of what you put out. You can't blame anyone else but yourself for those things because that is the information that you've given the universe. So just be careful about how you do that. We love everybody, but please don't try and block folks shine. It's not gonna work. We're all in this together. Yeah. Mm Nobody wishes anybody any ill will. We all want everybody to thrive and strive Mm -hmm. and do well. And nobody wants anybody to fail. We just want everyone to support each other, be there for each other, and not try and obstruct each other's paths. Personally, for me, this ain't a competition. No, it's not. Only competition I'm in with is myself. Absolutely. (laughs) And that's just for personal development to be a better individual, a better but a love. Yeah, because I've had like an experience with someone that I didn't expect. I was counting on them to do a job for me that meant the world to me. It didn't work out that way. For whatever reason, they couldn't do it. I didn't hold them accountable for not doing it, but I was taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. This person kind of stole things for me. Mm. I maintained my level and I guess from dealing with my mom that has dementia (laughs) I've learned how to not argue with somebody who wants you to argue with them it was really hard because it took away celebrating something that I worked hard for while dealing with taking care of my mother and taking care of my father this person was supposed to be there to help me I don't know what motive they had be careful because your motives will affect other people and it may not just affect the person that you think but it it can affect other Other people people. because that would have affected the care for my mom and then that would affected me and had me thinking did I make the right decisions and that wasn't even on me because there was no way for me to know about this person that's going to go into us talking about taking care of yourself too because I have to come to terms with that that I I didn't know people need to go back to treating people like you want to be treated because this world we live in right now is really crazy and everyone is out for 
for themselves. Mm, but yeah. it's okay to be out for yourself, but be out for everyone else in a good way. I want good for me, so I'm going to spread good to everyone else. Right. And that's the most productive way to do it. And here's yeah. the other thing. You can be selfishly out for yourself if that's how you roll. There's no judgment in that. The problem comes when you then try to throw salt on somebody else's game. If you're going to be out for yourself, then be out for yourself. Work hard. Push your own craft. Like you said, compete with yourself. But leave other folks alone. Yeah. You can never, ever build by undercutting other folks. That means what you're working with is not a finished product because you wouldn't feel the need to undercut other people if you were satisfied with the product that you're putting out. So instead of spending your time throwing negative energy towards other people, take that energy and harness it. Put it within yourself. Use that energy to then hone and work on your craft. Right. And then you won't feel the need to undercut anybody else because you know that what you are producing is good, whole, and you feel secure within that. Yeah. And there is no threat. Nobody can take away from you what belongs to Amen. you. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about what other people are doing. You're just doing what you're doing. This is a very large universe and this is a large community. Mm -hmm. There is space for everyone yes, at the table. Is. Yes. There's a seat for everyone. There's no need to try and kick people away from the table. When you try and take somebody else's seat, you're putting spikes on your own chair. Yep, and sometimes you may think that you're going to a better position and it's not. not There's yeah. more obstacles than you would have ever run into. For everyone, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Amen. We'd like to issue a content warning for the next section. We'll be discussing depression, anxiety, PTSD, childhood trauma, sexual assault, and suicidal ideation. Thank you. Now we are into our dine and dish segment, which is our main topic for the week. So today we're going to be chewing on showgirl sanity. We're going to be talking about mental health and how we take care of ourselves and just give you a little bit of information on mental wellness. When you think of mental health, especially in the black community, seeking help for mental issues is something that has been largely stigmatized historically for a bunch of different reasons. We all know that there have been abuses in the medical community towards African-Americans where there were tests and things performed on us without us knowing. During our period of enslavement and after, Henrietta Lacks, the HeLa cells, all of those issues, the Tuskegee Airmen experiment. Mm -hmm. So we as a community definitely have a mistrust mm -hmm. for the medical community. When you think about seeking out therapy for mental issues, especially for women, black women are kind of taught that you need to be like this strong black woman mm. character. We don't break down. The truth is, is that we're human beings. Mm -hmm. Crying is cleansing. Mm. <laughs> Breaking down keeps you from going down sometimes. Mm. You need that. Depression is a normal thing that happens to so many people. Anxiety, all mm -hmm. of these things that we are conditioned to think aren't supposed to happen to us. And if they do, then we just need to suck it up and deal with it, mm. right? Because it's just blood. So, you know, you come to the realization that maybe you have something that you would like to address with a professional. It becomes problematic because when you think about therapists that are out there, most of them are Western psychologists and most of them are not people of color. It's very difficult to find a practitioner that looks like you, yeah, that you feel more true. comfortable with. Yeah. I think it's something like 2% of uh, practicing therapists out there now are African-Americans. Really? Yeah, so yeah. very few, which is, is sad. And then also the bias of Western psychology, which is based upon a Eurocentric lens. Western psychology has been used to discriminate against 
black people, to enslave black people, to say that we were less than people, to say that we were not intelligent enough, to say that we did not think in the same way, to say that we didn't have souls. Hmm. That training has a built-in bias, so much so that black psychologists have branched off and there's an association called ABCI, which is the Association of Black Psychologists because they recognized that there was a huge need for the unique pathology that comes from being a Black person in America. We're living in two different worlds in a way. We kind of have dual identities in a lot of ways. We code switch a lot and we're basically taught we're not enough as ourselves. The erasure of our culture, the erasure of our history, all of those things cause issues mentally. So there's a difference in the way that you would want to approach someone coming from that, you also have this other layer on top of whatever other pathology that you're dealing with. So you need someone who understands that and can help you break those things down. We're gonna talk about some of our personal experiences with issues that we have had, and then we're also gonna get into some of the methods by which we kind of administer self-care. We'll start with butter love. Thank you. For me, in my experience, uh, I was diagnosed as depressed in 2010 or 11. I sought a therapist, a black therapist. She's my first therapist. I was fortunate to get a black woman. I requested that and that's what I got. That was a journey. To this day, I still take Zoloft. I have no shame in speaking about my mental challenges or health. I believe it needs to be talked about more. When it comes to depression and being a burlesque performer, it definitely has its challenges. Yes. I didn't know what to expect going to burlesque mentally. It was a lot of things that I had to face, deal with, or overcome. And of course, as many of us, you know, we have various feelings about our body. So even though we go to YouTube for inspiration, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> that shit can sometimes backfire. Yeah. Cause like, yes, they does. looking, especially when you're at home and mm-hmm. you and your sweats looking busted and mm-hmm. you looking at everyone looking sparkly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really yeah. like, yeah. And then you go when you try to do whatever yeah. it is and you're like, oh, wait a minute, I don't look like that. No. Yeah. <laughs> so that whole evil comparison comes oh, in. God, yes. Right. Imposter syndrome. Oh, oh, all of it. It's like a whole, it, it could snowball if you don't stop it. For me and my experience, you know, recognizing the challenges I might have with my body and comparing when it comes to shows, pairing, you know, it could be stressful. Challenges with money or just life. I've definitely been sick as a dog (laughs) (laughs) and have a show next couple days and just not mentally feeling it. Anxiety too. You know, even though I'm so thankful for the last (sighs) two shows that I did, my anxiety was on tens. Mm-hmm. And I definitely hit up my girls and we, you know, we talked about it and, you know, worked it out. But when you're in those moments of feeling defeated, mm-hmm. it's just all this noise. Mm-hmm. You kind of psych yourself out, you know, how to navigate and deal with it. That could be a challenge too. Clearly, I'm still here. I'm doing okay. So for me, You're amazing. I, thank you. <laughs> for me, how I've gotten through it, you know, the tools that my therapist gave was very helpful because that's what therapists supposed to do. Every time something goes wrong, I can't run to my therapist. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why it's give you tools. Yeah. You know. So I utilize those tools, peeling back the layers of why I feel this way, what's going on. So checking in with that, reaching out to people to talk it out asking for help never be afraid to ask for help as a burlesque performer I would definitely say reaching out to my peers and asking for suggestions or help whether Mm -hmm. it's with costuming choreography or whatever it is big or small 
Do not be afraid to reach out. Do not hold it in because reality is all of us are dealing with it. Especially when you're in a group and everyone got oh. you're ready for a show. Mm, you realize yes. like everyone else is freaking out just like you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're so not alone. The number one thing in all of this when it comes to mental health, you are definitely not alone, whatever you're feeling. So that'll be my advice with regards to that. Meditation is great, whether it's two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I have a medical marijuana card. So I am pro, yeah, (laughs) pro smoking herb, you know, for mental health or whatever your needs may be. That also helps me calm down. And so as a glass of wine, of course, do everything responsibly. You definitely have to check in with your health, check in with your mental health. And lastly, if you need to take a break, take a, a freaking break. Absolutely. Yes. There's nothing wrong with that. Burlesque will always be around, and your sanity is very important. When you're not feeling 100%, you can't give 100%. Yes. We all do burlesque for our sanity. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like anything you love, sometimes it could, you know, take out a lot from you. And you just need to just step back a little bit. I'm still here. I didn't know how long I was going to do burlesque for, and I'm still fucking doing it, you know, despite of all my ups and downs of being unemployed or depressed or you know body changes i'm still fucking here and still doing it that's been my personal journey as a showgirl and mental health we're so happy that you're yes. still here thank we you you're our thank OG. you yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you and i will say i'm keeping 100 hearing that you know being affirmed of you know, me belonging here and being mm-hmm. here. As someone who dealt with suicide, when my depression was at its lowest and darkest, I like, I'd yeah. rather be dead. I don't yeah. want to deal with this shit. <laughs> Take me out. Yeah. Well, we are glad that you're still here and we love you very, Thank very you. much. Thank you. I'm glad I'm yes. still here. Like I said, yes. I'm surprised I'm still here. So I'm doing this thing. Yes, <laughs> I've been coping with depression and anxiety for a long time. I used to be a letter carrier at the post office, so yeah, the postal <laughs> jokes, yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. Think about yeah. That. so um, Aww. yeah. So there was no, there was some time because that job is physically draining, mentally draining. I loved my job, but the job didn't love me mm. and triggered. A whole bunch of anxiety, along with other things that I have. I have hemiplegic migraines that have one-sided weakness. Then I'll be depressed. I've always have been independent and productive. Any kind of illness or condition can cause you to suffer from depression and anxiety and a lot of times people around you some of them may not totally understand it they yeah. may say oh well you know well now that person is just lazy because yeah. with me my environment will look like my mind yes. and my mind is so cluttered because I'm supposed to take care of all of this stuff I'm re- I'm super responsible so I take care of all this stuff but I don't take care of me right It started affecting my burlesque life Mm -hmm. where I would always go to class. I put in the work. Yes, you do. And I also have fibromyalgia. Everything in my life needs to be balanced Mm -hmm. or I'll be in pain or I'll have fatigue and then I'll have depression. I didn't really notice myself falling back into depression. There was sometimes I would know and then I would say, oh, okay. And I would change stuff. Reflecting... I noticed it when my locks would always be 
red or brown. I had dyed them jet black. Mm. I've had them jet black till today. Yes. Right. And and (laughs) my mood would go with that. The more I became overwhelmed, the less creative I am. I love to sew and will freestyle like in a heartbeat and not be frightened. Our last show, I didn't even have my costume idea (laughs) until a week before the show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I didn't have any choreography Even though I solicited help, I had an idea of what I was going to do. I kept telling myself, you know, when you get on the stage, you'll freestyle. You know different ways that you want to reveal and you'll fill in the rest. But while I was waiting for the performer before me, something happened that never happened to me before. I was breathing like really hard and I was really scared. The depression and anxiety that I had been going through for all those months was just like a volcano around. Overwhelming. I tried to breathe and I was coming through the audience, so my music came on. I went through at the front row, there were some people that always come to every show. Seeing their faces yeah. helped calm me a little. I went on and faked my performance. I almost fell, so I just stayed on the ground and did <laughs> stuff, right? <laughs> so we don't know Then I knew, even with all the stuff I had to take care of, I had to do something because this is affecting something that I love, my outlet. I wasn't even taking my own advice in my slay affirmations Mm. about breaking stuff down, Mm -hmm. simplifying it, making my goals small. I was on the verge of totally breaking down. I made it through with all of the warmth and love from the people in the audience, the other... I'm sorry. No, you don't apologize. You're allowed to feel everything you're feeling right now. It's coming all out And it's all coming out, and you need the release, and it's fine. You have to make sure that even if it's five, ten minutes of something that's just for you, everyone else will be taken care of. Everything else will still fall in place. So I wonder why this makes us like this. Is it we put in so much pressure? What is it? Like, we always say let's have fun, Mm -hmm. but look at what is the emotions, anxiety, the some of the things I have is fears, mm-hmm. whatever that may be. So I'm just wondering for you guys, like, why is it like this for us or for some some performers? I know with me, like when I ask someone for advice or someone says something to me, I listen to every word. When Lily Von Stuck told me that the moment you're not being nervous when you're getting on stage is the moment when you should stop because you're not putting your all with all the... Other things that I had to deal with with my my regular life, I couldn't put it all into my burlesque life. Mm. That stress just cuts off my creativity. I can't even think I can't. So I think with a lot of performers that you do have that desire 
to please people yeah. and to please the audience. If there's something that's blocking you, then you don't think that you're enough or yeah. or you're you're worthy because you're feeling the depression. But we just don't give ourselves the same care as we give Other others. People. And we need to do that. All of that kind of makes sense because as women, our oculus, which is the way we view things, when we feel as if something has gone wrong or when we feel that something is a quote unquote failure, that oculus is internal. So we blame ourselves. Transversely, our oculus for success is external. So if something goes right, we tend to give credit for that success to someone outside of ourselves. Hmm. And this is based on our socialization. Not all uh, femmes have this mindset, but it is a very common mindset. And then when you think about the fear, just the fear of being a black femme in America can be overwhelming. And then adding all of your other stuff on top of that, everything, Sepia, that you've been going through, the fact that you were able to do all of the things that you did is phenomenal. You are a phenomenal fucking woman. Like, you sitting there telling that story, I didn't know that any of that was happening. Happening. I'm sitting over here, the arms, the hair on my arms is just standing up because that's so visceral and that's so real. But we go through those things and we don't even bat an eyelash. We push through and we just keep moving. But that was clearly something that you needed to release. And like Mm -hmm. you said, we don't take the time to stop. Like Butta said, take breaks. Don't be afraid to say, I can't do it this time, or I'm not available, or I need a moment. Taking a mental health day is sometimes the best Mm -hmm. thing you can do. I showed you guys Curvy Ballerina. She (laughs) posts on Instagram her mental health days or self-care days, and she posts video of her doing her self-care stuff. She's, you know, smoking her blunt and doing her developes and her tondus and stuff and getting off on herself and turning herself on and being sensual for herself. And she's vulnerable about that. Yeah. She's saying, I'm taking the time for myself to do what I need to do to take care of myself. Yeah. And putting that out there in the public is such a powerful statement. Okay, I just opened my Instagram and here she is. Ooh. Curvy ballerina. Oh, cute. Yes. I can't with her. Yes, she's living. I love it. Oh, yeah. I guess for me, my mental health journey was something that I kind of got involuntarily pushed into. I've mentioned before on the podcast that I dealt with some childhood traumas, specifically the death of my mother and some childhood sexual abuse Kids don't really know how to deal with things like that. And if the adults around you are not educated or are unable to kind of even emotionally take care of themselves properly, how are they supposed to take care of you as a child properly? My freshman year of college, the first time I went to school, I went away to Allentown, Pennsylvania, and I had a complete and utter involuntary meltdown. I thought something was serious. I thought I was dying, literally, Mm. because I would have night terrors and I couldn't remember. Mm. And I would wake up in the throes of a panic attack. And I thought I literally thought I was having a heart attack. Mm. I went to the emergency room several times because I thought there was something wrong 
with me physically, one of the girls who lived on my floor came to me and, and brought me a checklist. I literally checked every box and she said, I think that you might be suffering from PTSD. And I was like, what the hell is that? Hmm. And she was like, it's called post-traumatic stress disorder. And I was like, what trauma? Because I was still not in the yeah. place where I, I had selective memory, dissociative disorder. I was dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. I had walled all of that stuff off in the dark corner of so my you mind. you never had gotten therapy I, about Nothing. It. Mm. I don't even know how I powered through. I think it was just the presence of my little sister and knowing that I needed to be around to kind of help her and take care of her that got me through whatever I needed to get through to get to that place. Mm-hmm. So I found a therapist who actually specialized in PTSD. I remember when I first went to her, there are some mental disorders that run in my family and schizophrenia is one of them. Mm -hmm. And because I was experiencing some crazy night terrors, I started to remember what was happening in my dreams. And they were super graphic and violent. I thought I was displaying symptoms of schizophrenia because I was seeing something that was so horrid in my mind. Mm But the truth was, is those were memories. They were being represented in images that were not necessarily clear because I wasn't ready to deal with what I was seeing. So the therapist, after I told her that I thought I was schizophrenic, laughed at me because she was like, "Um, sweetie, if you were schizophrenic, you wouldn't be in here telling me you were schizophrenic. (laughs) So after we had a good old giggle about that, I kind of charged ahead like a bull in a china shop. And I was like, so I need to get this over with. I need to feel okay. I need for you to... um, (laughs) Tell me what I need to do. I'm willing to work hard. You just tell me what I need to do to fix it. And it's not like that. Therapeutic process is not something that you work hard at to fix, to get through it, to swiftly get back to regular life. You have to roll with the punches. And for me, it was most of my 20s that I spent in therapy off and on with different people. I was on different medication, clonopin for anxiety, which I didn't like taking because it made me feel like a sagging helium balloon is the way I used to describe it. Like, I cannot. Wow. I want to get up, but I cannot. I didn't wow. like that. It takes all the rough edges off of life. That works for, for my mom. Yeah. And if you are in a place where you are in constant anxiety, mm-hmm. it makes you feel normal. Got it. I took... Zoloft. Mm -hmm. I took Lexapro. I took several things over the years. Mm. I too showed suicidal ideation for a period of time. I was hospitalized because of that. So just some dark times. Mm. Via therapy, I experienced some amazing techniques. EMDR is amazing for PTSD. If anybody's struggling with it, find someone who can help you with EMDR. It's tapping that you do on certain parts of your body. They also use light bars. Mm. It's not really hit it's almost like a meditative state. Mm-hmm. You can really focus on, hone in on what you're trying to get at. When you're trying to recover memories, I didn't want it to be something that I wasn't aware of what was happening. Y'all know me, I'm kind of a control freak and I didn't want to be hypnotized. I didn't want to be unaware. I didn't want to be drugged up. I wanted to feel, I wanted to process. So I was lucky enough to find therapists that listened to me mostly because of sheer force because they would be like, well, we want to do this. And I'd be like, well, no, (laughs) I had no problems telling them no. I knew that I needed to take care of what I needed to take care of for myself. At this point in my life, I have come up with some coping mechanisms that work for me. I haven't had a panic attack in a very, very long time. It's not because I don't ever experience anxiety anymore. It's just because I now have coping skills that work for me. And sometimes, you know what? Anxiety and depression are sneaky little bitches because (laughs) you will find a coping mechanism that works Mm -hmm. and it's like a virus. It will fucking mutate and go around that shit. Mm -hmm. You have to create something else, right? Yes, it will. So (laughs) now I have this whole ass toolbox of things that typically work, but I'm also open to understanding that I could have a moment 
you have to be gentle with yourself and accept the yes. fact that you might have some of these things come up on you. Before I started dancing again, I was falling, finding myself falling into a bad place and knew I needed to get back to dance to get back to myself. Yeah. So dance is a huge coping mechanism for me. Yeah. Being around expressions of epic black excellence <laughs> yes. is a coping mechanism for me. I do that via podcasts. Mm-hmm. Tea with Queen and Jay is my favorite shout outs to them their tagline is two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea <laughs> i find my listen <laughs> they are everything unapologetic womanism and blackness is just yes this is everything it feeds my soul therapy for black girls is another one dr joy an atlanta-based psychologist she has a website called www.therapyforblackgirls and it actually has a listing of black therapists so for every, and it's listed by state so it's a directory so if you're looking for a therapist you can find one her podcast is amazing it goes through different topics every week and she has other therapists that come on the show sometimes she answers questions from her listeners so i really love that podcast as well, as well. There's another one called Inner Ho Uprising. I, I follow them, but I haven't listened yet. Girl, you got to get into I it. I know, I okay? do. They talk about all of the like the fun ho shit that we love, okay? <laughs> which is so empowering. Again, like I'm always looking for something to empower the yeah. things within me that I feel like society tries to take away from me. Right. So for me, maintaining my sanity is all about empowering. So I do that through podcasts that just to me represent all kinds of black excellence. I meditate like Kina, I dance, I cook. Surprisingly, sticking rhinestones on things has become very therapeutic yeah. for me. You know what? I zen the fuck out when I'm rhinestoning shit. I don't like rhinestones, I but I found when I was rhinestoning my corset that it was. Yes. And, but I hate rhinestoning. Why? I, ra- I don't know. I'd rather so on singular instead of rhinestoning but i don't know but i think i was calmer my mind that is always on had shut down and yes. so it was i'm gonna maybe i need See, to rhinestone Lisa, you were that stuff. stressed out that rhinestoning something that you hate exactly you were maxed the entire exactly exactly like i'm so happy that sepia went and got her hair done today and Mm -hmm. dyed it red and she looks phenomenal and we're just super happy that she is taking the time to dedicate to her self-care absolutely yeah and i think if you suffer with mental illness or disorder anxiety depression it's a journey. It's a journey to find professionals to help you. Yeah. It's a journey to use the tools that you learn. Yes. I read everything. This book here, this book here, how this person did it. But you take what you can use and adapt it to help you. Sometimes you have to upgrade your coping skills mm-hmm. and add different things. Do some stuff that you don't you don't think it's going to work yep. or that didn't work in the past because you're a different person. Yeah. Or you go back to therapy. And Things change, you go back. I need to give a shout out to Lara Eisenberg. Oh, I met yeah. Lara. We both did our first burlesque <coughs> performance together. And in this last month when I've been going through all the stuff with my parents and anxiety and stuff, she has helped me. I've seen her a couple of times. She would make me stop when I'm 
telling my story for me to try to recognize what I'm actually feeling at that time and try to express it because if you don't know what you're feeling, then you can't fix it. I miss dancing with her Mm -hmm. because she's She's just a warm person. So look into your burlesque community. There's people that are not just burlesque performers or entertainers that can can help you. practitioners. Yeah, that can help you. There are so many different places where healers reside. Just because somebody has PhD after their name doesn't necessarily mean that they are amazing at what they do. Getting a degree doesn't make you a good practitioner. Listening to your client and being able to service them properly makes you a good practitioner. And not all psychologists or psychiatrists are going to be able to service you. You have to interview your person. You are hiring someone to help you with your mental health and it's serious. And it is a journey. And if it doesn't feel right, then it's not right. Mm -hmm. And there's no shame in you switching. It's the same thing with any other type of, of doctor. If you don't like your gynecologist, find another one. We have to be our own advocates. And sometimes when you're at your weakest, it's really hard to just go to the first appointment, right? Mm -hmm. Let alone then have to fire yourself up to find someone new. But then that's when you enlist your friends. I'm one of those people that's very stubborn about asking for help, but I have learned there's no shame in asking for help or saying that you need a break. Mm -hmm. There is no shame in any of that. There's no shame in crying and breaking down. The shame, the stigma, we have to let that go. Yep, it's okay to be weak. Because just because you're weak for a moment doesn't mean that you are a weak person. Your breakdown is just showing you where you need Mm. to shore yourself up. Mm. It's letting you know that you need to sit your ass down somewhere. (laughs) We're conditioned to push ourselves so hard Mm. and to work to the max. It's not about working hard. It's about working smart. Mm. We're also conditioned to take care of everyone around us. Mm. And if we don't take care of ourselves, then we can't take care of anybody else so we have to find that place in ourselves that we value ourselves enough to say i need a moment for myself and y'all just have to wait because those problems are going to be there when you get up off your mat from your yoga class or when you walk out of your dance class or when you leave your therapy session or however you choose to deal with your things find what soothes you and sometimes it's even hard to make yourself go to the therapist go to that class or whatever so Give yourself a big hug for, okay, I made that appointment. Yes. Even if you don't show up, but you made that appointment or you drove to your dance class. Even if you just sit in the class Mm -hmm. because you're too tired, Mm -hmm. but give yourself small goals because Mm -hmm. you did do that. You You made that Mm -hmm. bologna sandwich, okay? You may not have had the energy to eat it, but you made that bologna sandwich, Mm -hmm. right? And that's the gentleness. Yeah. You always talk about this. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, she does. She always talks about being gentle with yourself, and it's having her energy around me is so helpful because I have described myself many times, even in therapy, I have a drill sergeant that lives inside of me, Mm. and I will drive, 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 drive. And having someone like you that's like, to be gentle with yourself mm-hmm. she's right yeah. I do because I if left to my own devices I would beat the, sh- oh, <laughs> beat the yeah. shit out of myself you gotta talk to yourself like your own like you would talk to a friend right you don't want to see your friend beating themselves up yep. and 
all the other stuff. So you have to be your own friend, your own best friend. It's true. Mm-hmm. I had a therapist one day that told me, mm-hmm. I want you to talk to yourself as you as if you would talk to a five-year-old. You would never speak to a five-year-old oh, yeah. child the way you speak to yourself. Yes. And I literally sat there for the rest of the session and bawled because she oh. was absolutely... <laughs> and it's like that <laughs> some stories from therapy i know my therapist she could write a book about me y'all <laughs> there have been times that i have walked into her office and just sat in the chair and boohooed for oh. an hour because i couldn't release anywhere else wow. there have been times when i just walked in and like yelled mm. things that were not even or punched pillows or just mm. my emotions were so all over the place and so raw because i hadn't allowed myself to feel anything real for so many years that's the place to do it that's mm-hmm. so necessary and i just wish the black community saw it that way mm-hmm. you're not crazy for no. going yeah. to a therapist there's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. chilling on this person's couch and spilling your whole life story i would say when i went to therapy it normalized me because i felt so fucking abnormal mm-hmm. like when i told her how whatever was on my mind she's like oh okay like they have heard it all they have seen it all and it's like how your trauma like, I have nothing on that. Nope, nope, nope. There is none of that because everybody's trauma is trauma it's, and it's all it valid. Is However, it's just I, different. I just look at my therapy sessions like, you know, I, I wasn't kicking the screen. I mean, I, <laughs> but I mean, but I, but you may have been doing it internally. Yeah. Right, absolutely. Yeah, but so. it's just, you know, I, if I had that, I would do that, but I'm just a crier, you know, yeah. and I just mm-hmm. cry there and, you know, it, it worked, but it's just, how important it is to have that safe space because where else can you do it? Mm-hmm. And for me, it's a judge-free zone. Like some folks go to the church. For me personally, I couldn't because I want to talk about stuff mm-hmm. that I feel like I could talk to, you know, in a religious yeah, like setting. Absolutely. And, and, and that's the other thing that won't work for some people because sometimes, you know, you may go to what a church and they'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you and we're going to pray this away, but you're still there (laughs) with this depression Mm -hmm. and you cannot move. Mm -hmm. You cannot feel joy. All you feel is pain Mm -hmm. and you're praying. So then now you're thinking, okay, am I not praying right? Right, I must be doing something wrong or Mm -hmm. God doesn't love me Mm -hmm. because so I am wrong. So Mm -hmm. you're confirming all of that. So in in the black community, mental health and sexuality in the black community (laughs) in the church is really difficult. It's fine to have your beliefs, but be open to more things. I wonder sometimes when I I hear people saying these things that they've been fed because it's not really anywhere in the Bible as text. And even with the Bible, it has been manipulated in a bunch of different ways. When you think about Jesus, who Christians say they emulate, Jesus's folks were like the dregs of society, the hookers, the tax collectors, like the people, Mm -hmm. lepers, like these are the people he hung out with, right? And loved those people god is supposed to be someone who forgives us for everything Mm -hmm. and god is supposed to be the person who's the ultimate judge if we're Mm going to take you know an abrahamic religious scope here and look at this through that lens then what anyone else does is none of my business Mm -hmm. right so jesus saves and so does zoloft (laughs) (laughs) people take their meds yep and god gave us free will that means you have the will 
and the ability to change your destiny. You have that ability. The will to go fill mm-hmm. your prescription and take care of yourself. There the is nothing The will to survive. Wrong. The will to overcome. The will to not have to feel like shit every day. Exactly. You don't have to. You can do things to help yourself. Mm-hmm. And like you said, sometimes it takes some time to find the balance, even with medication. I know for me, I didn't want to have to be medicated forever. But you use it for as long as you need it. Mm-hmm. Mental illness is like diabetes. You don't just stop taking your insulin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. It's the same thing. You need care and maintenance to help you if you mm-hmm. have an imbalance. Yes. And if it's chronic, then you just need to be on whatever you need to be yeah. on for as mm-hmm. long as you need to be on it. Absolutely. Yep. And it needs to be adjusted. You have to adjust your thinking right. on how you deal with and how you respond to how you feel about different things. If you have the fear of unknowns, you have to change how you think. And that's a minute by minute process, not a day by day. day. We said a lot. I think this is also a topic that we can come back and revisit. We would love to hear your feedback on this. So please send us emails, showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com. Let us know how you take care of yourselves. You know, if you're struggling with some stuff, if you need help finding a practitioner, please check out Therapy for Black Girls or talk to your doctor. There are also resources that can help if you are struggling financially. There are places that you can go. We can list some resources in the show notes. Sepia? Try not to feel ashamed yeah. if you're suffering from anxiety, depression, or whatever, because it's nothing to be ashamed no. of. It's probably more normal than being abnormal you have to take care of yourself and if you don't find one person that can help you keep trying i also want to mention that if anyone is feeling feelings of wanting to self-harm or feeling suicidal please reach out to the national suicide prevention lifeline Mm 1-800-273-8225 i'm also going to put their website and their phone number in the show notes for anyone that's looking for help or if you know someone that you think might be struggling with these ideations please reach out to someone to try and get that person help as soon as possible when someone makes a decision to take their own life they're in incredible pain and it's it's Mm -hmm. not a selfish act it's an act of desperation it's an Mm -hmm. act of someone being in pain and just not wanting to to suffer any longer. If you know someone or if you yourself are going through something where you feel that way, please reach out and get some help. It's hard to hear when you're in it, but it does get better. And we love you all. Yes. And I've definitely called that hotline before. The chances of me receiving a black woman in Southern California... And 100% identify with everything I was dealing with. I did not expect that. That's Because when you call that hotline, I don't know how they route it, but you could get anybody. I reached someone who identified with me. I needed that, <laughs> and I'm thankful. So I definitely attest to the hotline if you ever feel any kind of way. So moving into Booked and Busy, if you go up on our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com, there is a brand new calendar that lists all of our gigs. You'll see our names and you can click on the date and all the information is there, web links to buy tickets. Everything is on our Booked and Busy tab on the website. We're all really excited. We have some amazing shows coming up. My final thoughts and pasties and cake are everyone has an advocate, but you need to remember to advocate for yourself. All right, that's it. Butter. <laughs> For me, my pasty and cake 
as a show girl, be gentle with yourself. We all have our own personal goals and this thing. And maybe me saying this is just me reminding myself this. That's what it is. Have fun. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> have yes. fun. Yeah. You know, compete, do all that. But I hope y'all are having fun. I, I hope y'all are having Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. I'm having fun. And being gentle with myself as a show girl is how I get through this. I suggest the same for you all. So that's my pasty and cake. Be fucking gentle with yourself. <laughs> yes! Yes! yes. 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 Be a teacher! Be, yes. gentle Be fucking gentle with yourself. Happening for twirls, pasties, and cake. I just want to say to everyone that's listening, you are a miracle. Yes. No matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what's happening, just remember that you are a miracle. You are the gift. You are a divine being having a human experience. Regardless of what's going on around you and things might feel like they're falling apart, just remember you are a miracle. You are special and you are loved and you deserve to be here and you deserve space. As Mama D said, you deserve. <laughs> so, yeah, you're a miracle and we love you. Please tune in for next week's episode, which will be on class etiquette and backstage behavior. Please send us emails <laughs> about stuff that you experience backstage that gets on your nerves. Yes. Or class etiquette, be it your producer, a new student coming to class, whatever. But send us emails. Tell us your nightmare stories. Yes. So we can share them with people and we'll share some of ours as well. Because we've all seen some things, you know, we've had lives. And we also like free to submit to us your self-care. Yes, please um, send us your self-care ideas. Because we want to make sure that we're promoting that constantly. We love you all so very much. Thank you for being our dinner guests again yes. this week. We will see you next Sunday. Bye! Thank you all for joining us this evening. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Showgirl Sunday Dinner and on Twitter at SG Sunday Dinner. Use the hashtags hashtag Showgirl Sunday Dinner or hashtag SG SD so we can follow all the social media conversations happening in between meals. Visit our website, www.showgirlsundaydinner.com for more information on the showgirls, our upcoming performances, and booking inquiries. You can also always email us at showgirlsundaydinner at gmail.com with questions, tips, advice requests, recipes, suggestions, advertising, or booking inquiries, etc. Last but not least, we cannot live on glitter and rhinestones alone. We need your help to keep serving all of this hot, girly goodness every week. You can visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash showgirlsundaydinner if you want to donate monthly, plus get access to some of our spicier content. We also accept PayPal donations at www.paypal.me slash showgirlsundaydinner. Showgirl Sunday Dinner will drop every Sunday evening at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and will be available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Google Play. 
Please share us with all of your friends on social media. We hope that you are full and satisfied. Stay sparkly, and we look forward to glittering dinner with you all next week. 